Hello and welcome to the Govern This Podcast. This is a political podcast for non-political people where we ask the simple and ignorant questions about our country and government and get them answered. In this episode, I talk with Nathan Walsh, a young Canadian history buff. We have a great little chat as I attempt to get a handle on how Canada got its start. anything yet. Okay, this episode is a little different than the previous ones, uh, and my desire to dig into some of the basics of Canadian and North American history started a few months ago when a friend told me that this year uh, it was Montreal's 375th birthday. This blew me away. I didn't know that, and I didn't know why Montreal was so much older than Canada. So, I was curious to get some things answered, and then it got me thinking more about Canada and Canada's 150th uh, birthday this year. 150 sounds old, right? But then I realized that 150 is less than four of me, it's two of my dad, it's five 30-year-olds, and it's only... Uh, anyone who's 50, it's only uh, three of you. Let's face it, 150 years is really not very long at all and not really that old. So without going down the crazy little rabbit hole of how young country uh, we are here in Canada, I first want to dig into how the country came to be. Um, as you'll hear throughout this chat with Nathan, I keep trying to pigeonhole him and, and bring things down to a, a, a basic, uh, a little specific thing, you know, this specific thing or that specific thing. And I want to know simple answers and I want to have simple explanations. But basically, I found out that there are no simple answers. It was very complicated, which makes sense. I mean... Countries becoming countries, you know, we're not used to that in our day and age, but but there's be a lot of things going into it. So we had to cover a bunch of things that I hadn't expected to, um, but we only touch on them. So anyway, Canada was formed 150 years ago, yes, but there was a lot going on before that, which led up to the culminating into what we now call Canada. Uh, we only scratch on the surface of these, as I said, and I promise I'll have Nathan back and we will um, dig into more more of this stuff. I'll ask him more ignorant questions. Um, as I must have slept through most of this stuff in high school, or maybe they didn't even touch on it, so I need to get back to those basics. And even though this chat is a little all over the place and only touches on a lot of really interesting historical happenings. There will be other episodes, as I said, in the future. So you can relax and just listen without trying to understand it all perfectly. Just we'll we'll go deeper later. Just take it all in as a little uh, taster, right? So with all that said, I hope you enjoy this chat on how Canada was getting started with Nathan Walsh. 
All right, welcome Nathan Walsh to the Govern This Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, so that name, it's a good uh, British name, huh? Yeah, you bet. Um, Which you is know. pretty good for our 150th Canadian <laughs> um, birthday here. Yeah. Because we're a British country, colony. Are we a colony? Well, okay. We well, are a colony. Uh, are you talking about like currently Canada? today? Because well, we're, <laughs> Canada we're, is its own country today. Well, we're, but... own, we're own country, but we're still under... Under, we're still under the, oh, the governance of that's the, the queen, the queen, yeah, and like the, royal, the royal the royals. family. That's a very good point, you know. So it's, then, it's what are we? That uh, that a lot of people don't actually realize today, like how much power the queen does have over the Canadian government. So how you much know? power does she have? Well, we could we could really get into that, but okay. um, but you know, like we always talk about. Justin Trudeau and yeah. you know how he's the prime minister of Canada but a lot of people even stop at that you know like mm-hmm. prime minister like why don't you why don't you question why Canada doesn't have a president you know right like, why is like what's the difference between a prime minister and a president well it turns out there's a there's a big difference I'm learning that there's yeah. lots of differences with yeah. Canada here and, yeah okay so, so before we get into all yeah. this I kind of just dived in there um sure yeah but so we're going to talk today about Canadian history and like kind of how Canada became a country or what was happening before Canada became a country. Yeah. Because I was talking with a friend and she was saying how she's in Montreal and she was saying how it was Montreal's 375th birthday this year. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) what the fuck? Right. Montreal's that old and Canada's only 150 years. So I started wondering, well, what the hell was going on? Mm-hmm. in that time before Canada was a country. <laughs> right. And I forgot all about my social studies. That was like 20-some years ago. Mm-hmm. So I want to have you on because you are in school for colonial history of Canada, correct? Yeah. Well, well, technically, uh, if you look at my transcript, I'm just studying history, like, in general. Oh, okay. But I'm, like, I'm focusing my studies personally to be, like, uh, Canadian-focused. And oh, okay. especially like early Canada, so which is the colonial, is colonial which is history, yeah, colonizing yeah. of Canada, exactly. Right? So okay. what you said before was one hundred percent accurate. So okay, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it it wouldn't seem accurate on on the piece of paper that I could show you. But, okay, you know. Um, so so, what, so if you could just sum up colonial history, what would mm-hmm. it? Where what? Yeah, what would like, be under that umbrella? Okay, yeah. So that's a it's a good question. So, colonial, probably a pretty big question though. It's it? a very big question. Yeah, uh, I'll try not to to bore you too much, Cam. Oh, but. I'm I I don't think you'll be bored. <laughs> I'm I I don't know how I didn't get excited about this in school. Right? I could think it was I was just playing drums a lot, but <laughs> but now I'm just I can I'm see getting, how you know like drums would be more interesting than you know learning about. Yeah. Old people with old names who yeah. died a long time ago <laughs> and did something like maybe significant. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I don't but, think you realize when you're younger, you know that. Oh, of course how, not. How right? those things impact the world you're living in now, right? So, so okay. true, so true. So, so yes, yeah, so colonial, colonial yeah. history. Um, yeah, so much to start, like, uh, or so much to talk about. Like, it's hard to know where to start. But uh, colonial history, like, especially when related to North America. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting because you basically you have to look first to the European powers and the European states, right? Because 
um, like we're now like celebrating like Canada's 150th and stuff. And that's, yeah. um, that's essentially like a date that has arisen out of like, uh, European, uh, action almost. Right. Okay. Because what does that mean? Okay. So <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I'm trying to skip over things because I could talk about like one point for an hour by itself, but, uh, well, you but you know what, let's, let's, let's divulge into it. Yeah. I like okay. it. So yeah. obviously, uh, there have been people living here in Canada for a lot more than 150 years. Right. We all know that. Yeah. But um, there there have been uh, certain amounts of people living here and calling this area a country for 150 years. Right. And, uh, and that's also relevant to one of your earlier questions about Montreal being much older than 150 years old. Like a lot older. A lot older, right? It's, yeah. Uh, it's over twice that. So, like, what's going on there? It's a very so, good question. You know, my first thought was, well, yeah. why aren't we a French country? Because they seem <laughs> older than, like, I don't yeah. know of an English place in Canada that's, as, or, or is there one that's, as, that's older than Montreal? Older than Montreal? Um, off the top of my head, uh, you know, what? The, hmm, the older places in Canada, there's... You know, it's hard to like pinpoint uh, with like like, like what's one hundred percent accuracy. Ottawa, what's but, right? You right. know, like what are the how old are these other other parts of Canada? Yeah, that are like yeah, yeah. So, um, thinking back to my studies, which is at least like two years ago, um, French presence in Canada mm-hmm. seem is older than English presence in Canada, okay. and so not by a whole lot, but. By by enough to make it relevant. Okay. And so, and not only was, is like the French part um, just that much like uh, older, but it's also much more like president and president, much more present in what we call History. Canada today. Oh, okay. yeah. Because, because sure, the English presence in colonial history in North America is maybe um uh, like a lot uh like it's spread out all over North America a lot more. Okay. But of course like a lot of a lot of like the ancestors um who are, you know, like uh from the UK and colonizing North America, a lot of them end up Americans. Oh right? okay. So okay. a lot of like so the French kind of came over and stuck to one area, and that's where they built Montreal. And they kind of built a like a, yeah, a home base, and yeah. the English kind of came over and went They're all over the spreading place. A, yeah, so it's it's really <clears throat> it's really interesting actually if you look at it. Um, there's so there's not only just the French and the English playing big roles here in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually really interesting to look into like the Dutch. Um, How about yeah. the Ukrainians? <laughs> I come from a little bit of a Ukrainian background. Oh, do you? I do. do. See, that's uh, so. So that uh, that part of kind of like a uh, European influence in like a modern day North Americans comes a little bit later. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Ukrainians aren't aren't exactly like colonizing <laughs> okay. parts of North America. Good in, to know. In like the the uh, 1600s. And yeah, so. yeah. 
but uh but yeah no that's that's We're very still important it's very important yeah <laughs> no i i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't downplay the importance of the ukrainians and of of any europeans um so going back so 375 years ago yeah, it yeah. was montreal was born or whatever right, right what was that the beginning of kind of things or was there a time no. like oh, how long before that mm-hmm. was things happening yeah no very good question yeah so so this is uh so this is kind of like what i was talking about about how there's not just the french and the british playing big roles uh the dutch plays some pretty key roles and uh mm. and in fact like new york today originally was named new amsterdam Oh, okay. And, yeah. And so, you know, it was originally uh, like a, a Dutch uh, trading port, Dutch fort kind of thing, right? Um, to make a long story short, the British end up conquering it. And of course, mm. uh, when the British move in, they can't just keep calling it New Amsterdam. <laughs> right. It's obviously <laughs> a very like Dutch name. Yeah. So they rename it New York. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, so there's, there's that just for a little tidbit. But, um, Besides the French and the British, uh, the Spanish are actually playing a huge part in, in colonizing. Well, maybe not so much Canada, but um, but definitely in uh, like North America as a whole. Oh, Obviously, yeah. in South America, yeah, well, like there's yeah, there's there's a lot there. But in North America, like not only in uh, like Mexico, I guess that's like technically Central America, but also like Southern states and all. Okay. Um, that's uh, yeah, that's important. And later in colonial history, we also look at um, on the West Coast, like the Spanish influence there. And so, like that's why we have like the um, the uh, some of like some of the names of uh, like the straits around here are oh, like, Spanish. Like, oh, okay. uh, yeah, like, like on the West Coast here. You're on the West about, Coast here, even. Um, yeah, like the San Juan. Like, the Juan de Fuca, Juan de Fuca and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never really thought of like the Spanish being over here, but yeah, it makes yeah, total they, sense. Duh. They did. Yeah. Yeah. The Spanish, hmm. Spanish got uh, a little bit everywhere, really. Yeah. Okay. That's so, true. so Mon- I'm using Montreal yeah, as like Montreal, a focus let's go for back me to Montreal because yeah. that's all I know. <laughs> that's all I know of where things are. No worries. So yeah. I'm reading this book called yeah. Great Questions of Canada, which is a great book. People should go get it. It's, it's a little older. It's like 15 years old, I think. Yeah. But it's it's there's a few questions in it, and it's he, um, Rudyard Griffiths, he got uh, some top thinkers at the time to mm-hmm. to answer these questions and talk about these questions. And I'm learning, no, I'm not learning. I'm actually having more questions from it. <laughs> so, yeah, to ask. Well, well, that's funny you say that because I think like starting to question what you're learning shows you're actually learning. You know, oh, like if okay. you if someone tells you something and you just you listen to it and then, you know, forget it like three days yeah. later, you haven't learned anything. Right. If someone tells you something and like either like five minutes or even like two days later, you have a question about it. Yeah. You've learned something. Okay. Well, right? I am learning. So <laughs> I would, I <laughs> would you. say you are learning from Great. this book by having questions. Okay. So yeah. I'm probably going to ask some things now that I don't know if they line up. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Montreal when it started. Yep. And like you said, it's it's colonial history and how basically I want to talk about how Canada came to be. Totally, totally. And I don't know where things line up. So mm-hmm. I think our first order of business here is for you to kind of like 
hone me into like yeah. some kind of timeline or something. Okay, sure. So there's so there's Montreal 375. Yeah. Um Canada's 150. Yeah. Um in this book they talk about upper and lower Canada. Yeah. And then there's colonial history and they also talked about how Canada wasn't so much um founded but it was devolved mm-hmm. from the crown. So and and I'm guessing that means um because we're British colony quote-unquote before we were our own country as you were saying earlier yeah yeah so where does all that kind of fit together like is upper and lower Mm -hmm. canada was montreal around then was Mm -hmm. it before that how do the provinces when do the provinces yeah who decides when where and who's what province and how that Okay, that's the last You're asking some very good questions. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, some very, some very a- big answer, questions. Answer it will. Answer it will. I don't know which order they should go in. All right. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so let's start, let's start with, uh, with Montreal, you know, being so much older than Canada as a whole, right? Because okay. nowadays, like in the 21st century, you think of Canada, you think of the major cities, right? You think of right. Vancouver, you think of Edmonton, think of like maybe Calgary, Ottawa. You definitely think of Montreal, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and yeah, and Montreal has become a big part of what Canada is today, right? And it's 21st century identity and, you know, multiculturalism and being a big part of Quebec and all. Right. Uh, and it's kind of hard to imagine a time when there was a Montreal, but there wasn't a Canada. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Was it the first, like, city? Or I, um, I wouldn't say that. I have no idea. Yeah. So so basically, the feels so dumb asking. No, don't, don't <laughs> even. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, Montreal. Uh, the name for the city comes comes from basically the uh, the mountain right beside it. Okay. And so yeah. So well, coming from the west coast, it's 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 hard to call it a mountain it's more it's more like a it's more like a, a, a very large hill okay yeah. <laughs> yeah but um but yes but it's uh it's it's a decent hike you can, okay <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh anyways and so uh it's it's essentially in english the royal hill okay and so royal hill in french is mont for mountain right and then royal for oh. royal so oh, okay. when you put those things together like and especially over time it becomes just montreal okay right? and so and so yeah in fact actually if you if you speak to like french speakers today they don't they don't even pronounce the t in montreal right they just say montreal oh right because it's like yeah it's just kind of like going back to that uh original right you know reference and stuff okay so uh, so there you have it there so there's montreal and um and so uh when the like f- um f- french from france were right. colonizing uh what we now know to be canada uh they focused a lot of their efforts around the saint lawrence river mm-hmm. and so if you look at montreal it is situated like very strategically on the saint lawrence river if you also look at Quebec City, it's it's also right on the St. Lawrence, right? Because right? I was back with all the trading and exactly, all that stuff. exactly. Okay. So we have to ask, like, why were the French interested in colonizing North America, right? Like, um, and there's uh, there's a lot of answers, and um, you know, the best answer though is that they're they're looking for profit, like they're looking. You know, you can't, like, even today, if you think about, like, 
colonizing Mars, right? Like, mm-hmm. like nobody's going to colonize Mars, like, for no reason, right? Like, there has to be some sort of, like, profit there or some sort of, like, way that you can get some sort of benefit, whether it's, like, an advance in, um, like, technology, 21st 21st century technology or whatever, right? Like there's, there's incentive there. Or partially that we think we're ruining this earth. They think we got to have somewhere to go, which I don't know if we're quite there yet. I think we're going to die off before the earth ever has a real problem. Right. Right. Or the sun will explode or something before, before humanity can destroy itself. But, um, but yeah, but like how we're thinking today about like, uh, these crazy ventures into space, uh, you have to treat almost the Atlantic Ocean like it's space, right? Like okay. it's not an easy voyage, especially in like the back, then, back yeah. then to go from Europe to North America. Right. It's like that's a multi-month trip and <laughs> huge investment. And like along the way, you could die from so many things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, so, yeah. So the French aren't just willy nilly sending like, uh, you know whoever, just to come over to Canada. Right. So, what they're sending is they're sending um, people who are going to be uh, either setting up their own homesteads, but also those who are going to collect furs and bring them back to Europe. Because in Europe, like beaver furs, uh, like especially, but there's also like muskrat and other furs, you know, like they are selling for a premium. So there was some thought of of it going back to the quote unquote old country or their oh, totally, country or whatever. Totally, yeah. The original, like the kind of the original investment for having a French colony in North America was so that like the old world, like that in Europe and France, yeah. could profit. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, so was were the French in Canada before the English, or so? Yeah. So that's. Um, it's like depends who you talk to <laughs> in some ways right because because uh, yeah because you can look at like columbus um you know yeah. like sailing the blue in yeah. 1942 and all yeah. that right and so he's he's uh 1942 did i say 1942 <laughs> oh my gosh uh you know what I it's mean? The other way 1492. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole different podcast. So we but, did have a couple beers before this, people. Yeah, yeah. Forgive us. I think it's I think it's plainly obvious at this point. So right, but I'm I like I know we're talking about North American yeah, in yeah, part, yeah. but I'm but kinda just wanna what are we able to separate Canada and North America at this time? Or no? Uh yeah, at this point definitely Canada is not a thing. It's like basically the colonies that are in North America are an extension of those European powers. They, and so, okay. yeah. And so, um, so it kind know, of like, came up from the bottom in a sense of, if you're looking at North America, um, up, up in the bottom, like how, like up how from the mean? bottom, up from the bottom, like the Spanish come over and where do they land? Like Cuba and then like central, central America. So yeah, that's what I mean. Like up from the bottom kind of thing. Or, oh, I see. I see what you mean. Um, you definitely, you definitely have a lot of like, uh, like reactionary moves from the other empires. Like that's why it's hard to pinpoint whether the French or the British were in like Canada first, because oh. um, once like once Columbus discovers the New World, mm-hmm. <laughs> discovers in 
quotes, right? Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, everybody, everybody wants a piece of the action. So, and, 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 you, and you said in quotes because he thought he was somewhere else. Right? Is that well, what you're for, for lots of reasons? About? Lots yeah. of reasons. Yeah, was like he, or yeah, like he he was really hoping to end up in India. Yeah, and had no idea there was a whole continent, let alone two continents, like in his way. So right. there's that. Um, but also, like even even the fact that uh, there's uh, there's evidence for you know like a Scandinavian uh, settlement in North America. Too. Yeah, like, like way, the Vikings like or something. Vikings. Yeah, like way before. I also Columbus. heard once that there yeah. was a saint that a saint. came over. Yeah, saint. This, this um, is news to me, but I'm I'm very curious. What what have you heard? I forget. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> I'll have to Google that later. Um, I'll, I'll literally Google saint who arrived in North America before Columbus. Oh yeah, or before the Vikings the, even. Uh. Yeah. It's a B, same, uh, not Benedict. Uh, I can't remember right now. Okay, well, I'll, I'll I'll find it and put it in the notes. Yeah, okay, that'd be perfect. But yeah, it was one of those ones that like 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 the Vikings. It's like they thought, but they don't know. There's no yeah proof or whatever. Or, well, well, perhaps with the saint there might not be proof, but, but the Vikings I mean, are literally, yeah, you can. And it seems like every year they find more and more like concrete proof that like not only did the Vikings show up in like newfoundland yeah but uh like they have like a settlement that survived for at least a generation oh and yeah and like maybe two and then they seem to find more information it's like oh hey there's another settlement you know and that's like, why those east coasters can drink so much right and this one's <laughs> even older and stuff oh yeah, interesting so, okay um so i mean if you're if you're interested in that sort of history and you know you're in school and maybe you want to combine like anthropology and history together yeah. like that's a very a very interesting field to be uh, studying right now so hmm. you know because they they seem to find new things every three months so <laughs> oh wow you know, that's a lot going on yeah there. and they're you know the textbooks will change okay so so going back to the colonial stuff I think I've yeah. interrupted you multiple <laughs> times here trying to it's understand all right. All right. <laughs> Canada, Montreal, they're yeah. starting. What's going on? So yeah, so so I'm just I'm just thinking here. So yeah, so we were talking about how you basically have the French being here in what we right. now today call Canada, like right. for mostly like an economic reason. And um but you know, like uh, like all things, like People start bringing their families, you know, people start making families here, you know, like, well, uh, they're like, I'm not going to take that trip back. Right. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. We were talking about long. the Harrigan trip here. Like, yeah. oh God, can you imagine like just surviving the trip here? And then mean, looking at, oh man, three months back over the Atlantic Ocean. Three people in my family died. <laughs> yeah, so I've only got two left. Like, there'll be none of us left. If we yeah. Go. Yeah. And especially once you start like becoming like as an individual, right? Say you start becoming successful in North America as a trapper, right. like what you want to go back to like Europe yeah. and like become like a startup farmer again? Like no way! Like you you have a life here now. We've right? kind of whisked whisked out with our lives now. Eh? We're like, oh, if that doesn't work, I'll just go home. <laughs> yeah, I'll just move in with my parents again. <laughs> so like, you have to take a three month boat trip to my parents. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's only a half hour. Half hour bus ride at most. Yeah, exactly. It's a totally different world, right? <laughs> yeah, so true, so true. Um, so yeah, so we're talking about uh, yeah. So basically, economic interest, uh, and then you know, people start um, 
building a life for themselves here. Right. Now, so we've been talking mostly about French, uh, like, you know, originally, like, people from France settling in what we now know to be Canada and Montreal and eventually Quebec City and all that good stuff. Right. But, like, the British were not far behind. Um, So you're saying the French were first. Oh, it's a point of contention and people can definitely, uh, (laughs) people can definitely debate it, but... But you're saying in making a presence. mm -hmm. In Canada, I would say uh, the French made the first footprint, you know, like, you know, like when it comes to what you'd call settling or something. Yeah, settling, uh, like, you know, even when it comes to like building forts and all, like the British were not absent. They were definitely involved in uh, all along the East Coast of North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, in most of what we call like the states today, but also um, north of what we call uh, like Quebec, or not exactly north, but maybe more like west, because the Hudson's Bay Company was not, uh, you know, was, was not far behind. Them. Yeah, right. Hudson's Bay Company has been around a very, very yeah. long time. So, and that's an English company. That's an English thing. Yeah. So, right. so basically, the Hudson's. Uh, Bay Company was able to operate because of a royal uh, royal decree kind of thing, like a royal proclamation saying basically, hey, uh, like, you British fur traders, uh, like, you want to, you know, go all the way to this place, like, establish these trading posts, like, be able to interact with Aboriginal people and, like, do all these things. Yeah. Uh, here's a royal, like, proclamation that will let you do that. And okay. from that, essentially, like, Hudson's Bay Company becomes an official thing. Okay, so was the Hudson Bay Company, mm-hmm. was that after Montreal was a place? Or was that before? I believe it was after. After? Okay. Yeah. So, because it's hard, like, Montreal may be over 350 years old, but people, like, uh, people with European ancestry... I believe have been living there longer than that even. Right. Okay. Right. So, um, so yeah, so it's a long time yeah. and, uh, and yeah. And so, so where does upper and lower Canada fit into this? Right. Or is that the next thing to go to? Or is there that's, something else that should be coming first? Um, no, upper and lower Canada. That's, that's definitely something that comes later. It's not, uh, yeah, it's not. But it's before it's not, any provinces, obviously. It is before any provinces, yeah. Okay. It's before there's a Quebec. It's before there's an Ontario. But um, but Upper and Lower Canada does come after, essentially, the Battle of the Plains of Abraham. So oh, heard it. Heard you've heard of it? it? Yeah, yeah. That's a key Don't word. Don't about it. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> well, the Battle of the Plains of Abraham is... is uh, a huge turning point essentially in Canadian history, okay. especially Canadian like colonial history, because right. of course it's, it's happening before there's a Canada. Right. And so it's a pivotal battle between the French and the British. And so you have essentially um, the French who are like, uh, who are holed up in their fort in, uh, in Montreal. Right. And, you also have uh, British who want to force them out. Okay. Because right? uh, unlike today, you know, people can't seem to live 
like amongst each other without conflict. <laughs> and so, well, you, especially when you have like two groups of people who not only come from like different parts of the world, but also have different language, like different values, different religions. Yeah. You know, like French at this point, they're very Catholic. Uh, British at this point, very Protestant. Right. You know, they're just, you know, anything, anything that could cause tension is kind of causing yeah. tension. Right? Fr- friction and they friction, take it very for seriously. Sure, for sure. And like, not only is there tension between them, but there's also a lot of like the, uh, the like the Aboriginal groups at this point too. Mm-hmm. And like, and like, yeah, we haven't get, even gotten into that. We haven't that. even gotten into that. And like, yeah. and uh, they're taking sides and they're like making their own alliances and stuff. And so there's, there's groups that are like more closely tied to the British and there's groups that are more closely tied to the Brit or to the French. And um, so there must've been a point just holding mm-hmm, on that for sure, a sec sure. where, <clears throat> because when the French came and then when the English came mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. The other, the Dutch, the or whatever, Dutch, the yeah. Dutch, <laughs> the um, Dutch. when, when they all came, like I'm sure that they were constantly confronting the Aboriginals then. Yeah. And indigenous there was, people, yeah. Yes, yeah. There's I never know which one to use. Which term, Forgive yeah. me, everybody. <laughs> but um, so they're having all those conflicts. But then there must have been a turning point where they were like, "Okay, we just have to pick one of these mm-hmm. newcomers to mm-hmm. side with because mm-hmm. they're obviously, yeah, sort of taken over." Yeah. So when does that? Or is that a rabbit oh, hole? Super, no, super interesting. Yeah, I okay. I literally took. Uh, I literally spent like four months of my life studying this oh, okay. question. So I can't speak for all like indigenous groups, obviously, okay. but uh, I can speak for some of the, some of the major ones when it comes to uh, like colonialism and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so basically when you have, when you have like the French first starting to arrive in what we now call Canada, mm-hmm. um, they arrive, they have, their plans, right, of, you know, making some, uh, you know, discovery, uh, making some, uh, you know, financial gain, and also to spread, like, Christianity and Catholicism and all, right? And when they arrive in North America, nobody sends out any surveys or, or, like, (laughs) scouts or anything to see, like, oh, hey, like, (laughs) there's already, like tensions and conflicts and there's like different groups of people who are already living here right right when they show up they're like oh hey there's people already here uh are they christian no okay let's make them christian (laughs) but they don't try to think about like oh hey like this group of people might not be uh, like on the same page as this group of people right right they just kind of think of the people they're encountering as one group as yes. opposed to multiple different groups. Um, yes, definitely, definitely, um, definitely. In a way, there it's, it doesn't last long though. Like right. when you show up, like at first, yeah, like you say, they're kind of like, oh hey, there's already people here. They're obviously different from us, mm-hmm. but they're more like each other than they are from us. So right. they're all kind of like other almost, right? Right. And so they're like, okay, so they're all you know like th- these uh, kind of like uh like native people here but once they once they start to get um situated they do discover that there are you know conflicts between the people here and without doing very much research or anything 
the French do essentially just align themselves <laughs> with one of these uh, like Aboriginal factions. Okay, and so they align themselves with a uh, with a uh, with the people, and uh, they call themselves the Huron. And okay, so, yeah. Yeah, and so that. that yeah, yeah, so they're a pretty pretty famous group, and so the Huron are in conflict with the like. I, I always say Iroquois nation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, I just, and I just know it that way because, um, well, sorry, it's a Iroquois confederacy. Okay. And I, I just know it to be Iroquois because I did all my schooling in French. And so Iroquois is just, is there another pronunciation? Yes. Yes. Like common? if, if, um, I've heard, uh, especially from Americans like Iroquois. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so basically the, the like indigenous people already have these lines drawn in the sand, right? right? And so uh, Europeans start showing up, and those lines don't change at all. Like it's never, there's never, or I won't say there's never, but there's initially there's not a point where like the Aboriginal groups come together and say, "Hey, like we should do something about these right. like people who seem to be coming from nowhere," right? But um, <laughs> Because yeah. they are still in conflict with each other, right? right? So they keep to their to their lines, and mm-hmm. when the French show up and basically need a friend, they just pick one <laughs> at okay. random, right? And they just and, and so the French end up allying with the Huron uh, because of where the Huron are situated, like strategically along yeah. the Saint Lawrence River, and so being allied with them helps them with their fur trade, essentially. Okay. And, uh, but had they done some of their homework, like basically the, the Huron are in conflict with the Iroquois Confederacy. Right. And the Iroquois Confederacy is, uh, like as a military power, much stronger than the Huron. Oh. So they've like, you know, kind of, so the French have kind of like saddled themselves with, uh, you know, like the short stick almost in a way. Um, okay, so what you just told me, yeah, yeah. Well, how I'm translating it in my brain is yeah. that the English won because the French chose the wrong <laughs> indigenous people to side with. Um, military wise, <laughs> military wise, I it pains me to boil it down <laughs> so, simply, so simply, but um, I would say one of one of the the French's like like the French Empire's like first. Mistakes, mistakes in the new world yeah. was to essentially pick an ally uh, like a native ally in north america based on like economic reasons and not based on military reasons so it's kind of okay here's my modern yeah. day analogy yeah actually it won't be modern day because i'm older <laughs> than you VHS, so like from 200 years ago no like, from, <laughs> from when you were born yeah vhs okay. and beta okay do oh, you know gosh. of these I know of VHS. So you don't know what beta is? <laughs> it sounds very familiar. Exactly. <laughs> so when when these videotapes came out, okay. there's two different formats. Beta, yeah. which had one wheel. Okay. Or something like that. Like one oh, that sp- just, spindle thing. That just seems and like And then VHS. Off. Okay. But beta was actually a better machine. It was a better oh, really? technical machine. Even with only one wheel? But, <laughs> okay, forget that. <laughs> but... Like, just the technology of it was actually better. Yeah. But VHS just got caught on. Right. It just caught on. People so, it's like... gravitated toward it. So, like, the VHS wheels. was... Or the beta was, like, the technological... Technological, they were, like, the better 
thing, the money, mm-hmm. like that's solid. But the VHS had, they had like the marketing plan. They got mm-hmm. out there more. There yeah. was more of them maybe or something. It's fair enough. Yeah. They it's just... probably a really bad analogy. No, um... it's kind of a trademark. Uh, you know, I, I, I like how you're trying to connect to like your personal experience to this. No, it's good. It's a good way of learning actually. And so, yeah, so we can, we can look at kind of like, oh no, I, well, well, what I'm saying is that like they were connecting with these people because it, 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 it aligned with what they were trying to do by coming here. Yeah, exactly. But so in a sense, they were looking at monetary and growth and all this stuff, but not thinking about conquering. No, no, no. Yeah. The, so they saw these like, people as beneficial to their goals mm-hmm. where they didn't realize that they were going to get beat up. <laughs> yeah. So because, they should have gone with the people who could beat people up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like looking back on it now, like maybe, maybe allying with the Huron was the best decision the French Empire could have made at that time because they benefited like right. in their goals of like, you know, making some. Money, exactly. It was, that was their goal. Right? But for the actual, like, people on the ground, you know, the individuals who are, like, here from Europe originally, now in North America, and being allied with the Huron, like, now it's kind of like, okay, like, they're going to suffer. So, in in that sense, you're separating the people who came to North America, Mm -hmm. like, from France or whatever, Mm -hmm. and the French Empire, which is still over in France. Totally. And it's... It's like having that first line go out in war. It's like good for you know oh, yeah. the you war, mean like but the first... sucks for the first line because they're never going to die. So, yeah, like the first wave of, of yeah. an attack. Totally, yes. totally yeah. right. Yeah, no, that's exactly that's a very good um, you know equation. Uh, so, so yeah, so essentially, so here we have it now. So we have the Huron aligned with the French now. Initially, with this new alliance, mm-hmm. like things are going very well for the French and the Huron okay. because uh, the Iroquois uh, are still, you know, adapting to uh, everything that is coming now from Europe. So that means like firearms, that means like steel, um, you know, even just the fact that there's like this, like this new group of people that no one's ever seen before or talked about before or like, you know? Um, And so just socially that has, that has like a psychological effect when it comes to uh, like diplomacy and also uh, like in the heat of battle, like, you know, military conflict. So there's initial success, but in the end, uh, the Iroquois Confederacy is too large to right. be, uh, you know, to be defeated by a, a handful of French soldiers, right? And then, of course, the Huron. Okay. And so later, later we see essentially the Huron defeated and becoming almost like assimilated into the Iroquois Confederacy. Oh. And um, and like we'll see the Iroquois Confederacy play a large role throughout colonial history. So was this because they were like, okay. We've been defeated, mm-hmm. so it'd be better to stick with the Iroquois because we're mix. We make they make more sense to us than the French did. We just didn't realize. Mm. Is that kind of sadly? Sadly, no. Oh. Um, yeah, more like it's like they the were told. Huron are defeated, and like those who 
like didn't perish in the conflict was like well now Taking you're part now you're part of the Aaron Quack Confederacy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't a choice. It's not exactly a choice <laughs> okay. thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, got it. Um and of course of course once that happens uh the French are going to suffer economically. So right. that's why it's kind of up okay. for debate whether, you know, it was a mistake or a blunder or maybe it was the best choice, you know, because they did profit for a while. But, you know, you got to look at, was, are you looking at the short term or the long term? Yeah. Right. And so I would argue, uh, like for the long term and for the individuals like in place at that time, that it was more of a blunder than, uh, mm-hmm. than uh, you know, than a good choice. Yeah. But so... So where does this fit in with like okay so mm-hmm. I'm using the, going back into Montreal right totally, 375 totally. yeah and so where does this kind of fit into that so this is this is kind of fitting in uh like before you got a lot of years to go through there to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> true, true. we're looking at a big piece of history that's for sure yeah but uh this would fit in kind of before Montreal oh mostly. okay yeah okay and so so even though the Huron are defeated eventually from Iroquois or the yeah Iroquois. We'll stick with that. Um, the French aren't defeated, right? Mm-hmm. So the French uh, lose some major battles, but they are not pushed out of Europe per se, right? In fact, the French just keep coming out of Europe. That's here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they are not pushed out of North America back to Europe. They keep coming from Europe. Thank from goodness Europe. you're here to to catch me on my my mistakes. Well, I'm throwing you all over like I don't know how many years. <laughs> yeah, of, true, true. Of knowledge, like here, right? We should just like talk about every continent that exists on our planet. <laughs> okay, so but, um, so the French aren't defeated. French aren't defeated. Like they keep coming, uh, and a big reason for that is there's still there's still profit to be gained. Right, but. Another big reason is now, like, there are people who have built lives here, right? right? And so, once you have those people coming together, that's when you start to see things like Montreal form, okay. like Quebec City form. And okay. you start to see a really strong, like, French presence along the St. Lawrence River. Um, and, like, yeah, in opposition to that, you do see the British presence form around Hudson's Bay. Okay. Right? And so, there's there you have, like, the Hudson's Bay Company. And so, you, why wasn't there ever, like, Hudson's Bay City? <laughs> like, it seems like the... Hudson's Bay. <laughs> like, that yeah. should have happened. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question. Like, maybe, you know, maybe somebody should have founded that a long maybe time ago. Maybe someone tried and they're like, that's ah, dumb. <laughs> dumb. It's dumb. It's called the water doesn't that. doesn't have a good ring to it. <laughs> yeah. Hudson's Bay City. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think a good reason uh, for why that might be is because, like, the British commitment almost to North America was not as much as the French commitment. Oh, now, okay. You have you have settlers like literally drawing up like uh, lines in the sand for where farms should be when it comes to the French, right? Settling the St. Lawrence River because the okay. St. Lawrence River is great to farm around. Okay. Um, around Hudson's Bay and like beyond, you just really have trading posts showing up from the French or right. from the British. They're uh, like uh, they're also establishing forts, you know, and like a military mm-hmm. presence and stuff. But 
you don't exactly have the same sort of commitment that you see from the French. Okay. Um, not until later. And so, uh, so yeah, so let's, let's start talking about later. So, um, so leading up to the, the battle of the plains of Abraham, oh, right. you, you start to see, um, the French here, strong, strong, strong presence. And it's important to know now, uh, that like, they're still like subjects of France and, you start to see that, like, the British see that what the French hold to be very strategic economically. You know, okay. like Montreal is placed right in the like a prime spot at the Saint Lawrence Saint Lawrence River, and uh, if you want to, you know, use the Saint Lawrence River to get your goods out and get your goods in to North America from mm. Europe, uh, you better control Montreal, right? Oh. Yeah, so the British commit essentially uh, forces to retake it, and yeah, I could talk about this forever because it's uh, it's pretty great. But you essentially you have <laughs> war. I yeah, love it. War. Yeah. I, love I don't it. Uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't say it that way. But you know, if we, if I just we call could, it how I see it. Yeah, if we could rewrite human history without conflict, that would be that would be amazing. But um, <laughs> we have to do what we like. We have to do what we can with what we have. So here we have a British general. His name is uh, General Wolfe. Okay. And we have a French general. His name is General Montgomery. And so Montgomery is holed up in Montreal with a substantial French force. It is Wolf's job to push essentially the French out of Montreal. Okay. And so no easy task because it's well defended. They have cannons, they have walls, uh, suicide if you want to just, you know, run okay. at it. Right. And so what do they do? The French, uh, or the, oh gosh, I keep mixing them up. So <laughs> the British, uh, they actually end up climbing a cliff <laughs> overnight. Which is, really? which is, yeah, which it's no easy feat. And they, they climb a cliff overnight to get to a, like a more strategic position. And they get to like a high position over Montreal yeah. so that if they, if they wanted to, they could start to like bombard the city and like harass the city from above. Right. right. And so that's obviously put the French who were originally in a very good position into a precarious position, right. right? And so, uh, just out of curiosity, say you're the French general Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, you you see now, like, you go to bed one night, right? You have the better position. You wake up in the morning. You now see that uh, your enemy is in a better position than they were the day before. Well, what do you do? Shit my pants. <laughs> That's one <laughs> way to do it. But that won't win um, you a war. <laughs> what would you do? I guess... Well, you have to defend it because you can't yeah. not defend where they're attacking or, or prepare for that because, yeah. well, you just, you, you, you can't. But yeah. So, yeah, so your options, you're, so. It's pretty slim. Yeah, your options are slim. So, essentially, you can, you can keep defending, like, your decent position, right, which is behind some walls. But that's, uh, that's, that's not exactly the most, like, heroic of choices, right? <laughs> to, like, stay behind walls. And uh, it's also not the, you know, it's, since you're now on this even playing field, it's mm -hmm. also, 
like you no longer have almost like the guarantee of a victory. Right. So not only is your like chance of winning this fight gone down, but if you also do nothing, which is to just stay where you are, yeah, like people aren't going to. So just throw a hail mary and open the doors and just go at them. Wow, you you've studied this before. <laughs> no, you? no, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. like I'm like it's <laughs> yeah. the only other option. So it's yeah, so like, go out in a blaze of glory, General, kind of thing. General Montgomery. So he definitely um, didn't plan to go out in a blaze of glory, <laughs> <laughs> but essentially he was faced with this the situation and thought that you know what the day before the british had a bad position now they have a better position let's force them out of their good position so that they're stuck with just a, this bad option right right because he's winning when they have the bad option and so uh so yeah so that's uh i like how you use the term hail mary <laughs> but yeah he essentially he does a hail mary opens up the gates yeah. of montreal uh charges out with his well he doesn't personally charge out but his forces in the leave. movies i'm sure he would have in the leading. movies yeah of course and like <laughs> the guy's always got a lead yeah and he's played by like vin diesel or something and yeah <laughs> he goes running out there and his forces move up to to remove the british forces who are now like um like on the edge of the cliff there right, right? yeah and uh the british are ready for this so it's uh it's not good it's not good for the french the french are like literally cut down and destroyed and so um after after that uh the battle is pretty much won after that one encounter okay and so uh but it's not to say that there there was not like a there was not um a struggle and like a a good fight put up by the french because yeah General Wolf ends up becoming lethally wounded in that fight. Mm. And so, you know, is there's no firsthand witnesses who are alive today who can, you know, tell us about it. Right, right. From uh, a lot of casualties. From, yeah, a lot of casualties. But from from the accounts, you know, and from studying history, uh, you can tell that uh, that was a day where, you know, you had to you had to have your your head straight and you know be willing to risk your life to do what you you wanted to do okay so So, this was this was them attacking montreal yeah or okay so but the but it's still montreal yeah okay so this is good this is good because i'm like if the english won (laughs) it's still french right right so we haven't gotten into upper and lower canada yet here yeah that's coming up okay so we so we talked about basically the british taking new amsterdam and renaming it new york right right and so we've just talked about now is the battle of plains of abraham eventually ends up that the british secure it and they take montreal they take all of the french presence essentially okay in what is now canada and uh yeah so why don't they rename montreal why don't they name it like mount royal or like you know rename quebec city like i don't know like like london city or right yeah or like something like that right like okay um there's a very good reason for why they don't and that's because we already talked about the french commitment to like uh north america mm-hmm. and how the british commitment was oh, not so much oh i think i got it 
Yeah. Can I can I make a of guess? Of course, of course, make okay. a guess. Yeah. So so the English are like, okay, we won this. Yeah. But they're really good at making money. <laughs> the French are real. They got this stuff dialed. They got like they got this whole system with the city. And if we just let them keep doing what they're doing, they're going to make money for us. Ooh. I, I think it's kind of like like a mafia guy taking something <laughs> over and being like, you can work this corner. Yeah. Like, but you you're making money it, for me now. now. Yeah. Now you pay me a cut. Yeah. 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 Is that right? Sadly, no. That, oh. that would that would have been that would have been very cool. But um, <laughs> you know, um, more it's more like it comes to this. So the British they've they've invested a lot in North America now, right. but they've invested a lot like militarily and economically. Right. Where the French have invested a lot economically, a little bit mil- like a, a substantial amount militarily, not enough to defeat the British though, and they've also just. Uh, dedicated a lot of just like manpower and just like families and stuff, right? So when when the French are defeated in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, like the armies are routed, but there's still all these French families, right? And stuff, right? Yeah. And so they all kind of become subjects of like the British empire right. by conquest. Right. And so like the British now have a kind of hard choice because they can't exactly like, it would take a lot of money and time to like round people up, send them back to like France or something. Right. Yeah. It's a lot easier just to keep them there. And so what do you do? Like, cause if you keep them there and you make them unhappy, you're just gonna ha- you're just gonna be fighting fight after fight after fight, oh, like putting right. down rebellions again and again and again, right? So okay. what they do is they keep them there, and they make concessions to them. Say like, all right, you're now part of like the British Empire, but you know what? You can keep your your you can keep your religion, okay. all right? Like you don't have to become Protestant. Like you 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 stay Catholic if you want to, right? And then, oh, hey, like, like, yeah, like, we speak English, but you speak French, obviously. You know what? Like, we're not going to force you to speak English. You, you can so keep in, going on speaking French. In, in the sense, they're doing what people say now about, like, choosing your battles. Yeah. They're like, okay, yeah. we won this. We're tired. We don't want <laughs> to keep fighting them over and over yeah. again. So, it's like, yeah, right? just... Let them be as long as they... Yeah. Because even though the French won like a decisive military victory, like in North America with the Battle of Plains of Abraham, like there was no way that they had driven out all the French presence there, right? Right. The, so, Eng- the English one. The English one, yeah. yeah. Did I mix that up there? I think so. Oh my goodness. It's okay. okay. So, let me say that again. So, <laughs> no, it's okay. We, yeah, we understand. Yeah, we understand. Yeah. So, yeah, the British won the decisive military victory. But, you know... On paper and on a map, you can see you can see borders change. You can see like armies move and become routed, but on the ground things remain very much the same, right? Okay. So, right. It'd be like, um, uh, let's see, let's see. It'd be like if aliens came and started colonizing like uh, Vancouver Island, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So they maybe they maybe defeat. 
don't know. It's always the West Coast. It's always the West Coast, right? That has to be targeted. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just want to like keep it small. So let's let's (laughs) pretend Vancouver Island is by itself. Okay. And is and you know and like the defenses Vancouver Island has is defeated. The aliens are here. Well, it'd take a long time if they wanted to like assimilate us into their ways, right? Right. It could be a lot easier militarily and just like economically just to be like okay you know what like all you people you just you just keep doing what you do but every now and then like you just you just basically say like you're now part of like our alien right confederacy or not even confederacy our alien empire let's say that right right and so we do what we do and then like maybe like our taxes now go to them or something right? right okay yeah yeah and so Instead of instead of them trying to force us to now speak a language we don't we like we don't even begin to understand, and like force us to start like believing in a religion we don't even begin to understand, and then for them to like just fight guerrilla guerrilla warfare fights for like time in memoriam, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, so that's what the French that's what the British are looking at here when it comes to the French. And when was Canada. the Plains of Abraham battle? Uh, the date on ish. that ish ish uh let me just or or google that yeah (laughs) you know we live in a time when uh a lot of things like a lot of concrete facts are are left you know unconfirmed i find this all the time at like family dinners and stuff you know someone will bring something up and someone else will contradict it and then everyone is like yeah i'm not sure no one looks it up but yeah, no, really. But, but uh, literally, everyone at the table has a phone, has a phone in their pocket, <laughs> and anyone could confirm it. So, yeah, uh, the Battle of the Plains of Abraham is uh, is a fight that took place on the thirteenth of September, seventeen fifty nine. Okay, all right, and so, and it's important to note too that like the battles, of, the Battle of the Plains of Abraham, uh doesn't just exist in a vacuum like the french and the british empire are at like officially at war here so this fight between yeah this fight between like the british and the french in north america is not like those few people in that one area exactly that was like a much bigger Mm -hmm. in fact like this is a fight that technically takes part of like the seven year war Mm. Which is a, a name for a war that lasted Last seven, seven years, years, if you can what? believe it. Yeah, between the French and the British. And okay, these fights are these fights are actually happening all across like North America, but also in Europe and also in other parts of the world too. Like wherever okay. wherever the French and the British seem to like wherever their empires seem to like go up against each other. So in this kind of war, it was like okay, that's one tick for the English, exactly, and right? then it just keeps adding up, and Which, people get. Exactly. Okay. Which is why, like, it's uh, it's maybe easier to understand why the British don't decisively say, like, all right, all you French get out. Because they're literally fighting a war across the whole world right now. Because right? Mm. the French Empire spreads all over the world, and so does the British. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, hey, we've, we won this fight in North America. Okay, just lock it down. Just like keep <laughs> just, it. Just keep just, it. Just keep them happy. All right, <laughs> we we won on that front. All right, we've got six other fronts to worry about. So, 
Like, right. just, you know, just like, let them keep their religion, let them keep their language. Like, all right, just, we okay. don't want any more fights there yeah. right now. Because literally what's going on right now, like, even in North America, like, there's, um, there's fighting, like, in what is now the United States. And so, uh, it's interesting to know that in the Seven Years' War, um, George Washington is actually fighting. And he's fighting for the British uh, against the French. Okay. And it's just interesting if you're a student of American history, because obviously later in history, everything's George intertwined. Was- yeah, George like Washington everything. will fight against the British, you know, for American oh. independence. So, huh? Yeah. So he's there. Okay. So let's let's kind of de- <laughs> yeah, of course, de- yeah. De- detour from that detour, for a minute. Yeah, you got it. Um, because I want to cover t- a couple other things before. Um, we run out of time here. Oh yeah, um, of course. I so we we're we we're on our time limit. Well, well no, we're gonna we're gonna keep going for a second. <laughs> you got to go? No, no, no. Okay, of course not. Um, so so where does Upper and Lower Canada fit in? Yes, because okay, basically what I want to understand is get to the point where Canada becomes Canada, right? So I know there's Upper and Lower Canada, and then there's there's provinces are made, and I'm yeah. guessing all the provinces are in place when Canada becomes a country. Is that true or no? So, yeah. So let's start, let's start with the upper and lower Canada. Okay. So what is that? All right. <laughs> so let's move some years beyond, you know, the battle of the plains of Abraham. Okay. Now you're looking at, uh, like a British colony, uh, in North America and what is today Canada. Yeah. And there's a significant amount of people now who, like our Protestants speak English and they're very loyal to like the British empire. Mm -hmm. There's another significant amount of people who are still part of that same colony and they are Catholic French speaking and are not so loyal. So it's almost like the same thing. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's almost like, you know, it's almost like, Hey, like the problems we were having in the seven years war are still around. So it's the same thing. It's just a bigger area and more people. Like physical um, area, because I'm guessing upper lowers. Yeah, bigger area. And guess, lower Canada, yeah. I'm guessing, is where Montreal-ish and stuff. Yeah. And it's interesting, though, because if you actually, if you look on the map, um, lower Canada is like higher north geographically <laughs> than okay. upper Canada is. Upper Canada is like more to the south. So why is it lower and upper? Because upper was the colonized, like the English? That's a... That's a good guess, but um, the reason why Lower Canada is is called that and Upper Canada is upper is because as you're coming up the Saint the Saint Lawrence River, which oh. is going south, you first encounter Lower Canada, and then as you keep traveling, you encounter Upper Canada. Okay. So even though, like, looking at it today geographically. Um, maybe it should be the other way around. Right. If you're coming from Europe, you encounter Lower Canada first and then Upper Canada. So it was based on going up, quote unquote, the St. Lawrence River. Yeah. Which is really going south. Yeah. Southwest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that was always like a tricky one I remember in school when, you know, like you'd have to fill in like those maps and there'd yeah. be, there'd be like, obviously like uh the upper and lower Canada. And but it's simple in the sense, if you just think of yourself as, as a, as a trader, 
yeah, going going right? up the river. Like it's whatever you hit first is <laughs> is lower, and then whatever hit second is upper. Yeah, but I mean, well, it's not lower until you hit the upper, and upper's past <laughs> what you already hit, so it's back behind you, so it's lower. Yeah. If only I thought that way as a high schooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only as a high schooler I could think historically and put myself in the shoes of a trader. Dude, I don't even remember <laughs> hearing this in high school. So. Right. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, no, I just remember on those tests and when you're filling in the maps, I'd always, I'd always like have to hesitate. Like I'm pretty sure on multiple occasions I even filled it in wrong, but I would always have to hesitate and like put lower Canada above upper Canada and it felt so wrong. <laughs> it felt but wrong. It, uh, yeah, felt so wrong, but it was so right. Don't ever look at the maps from, uh, <laughs> that they teach kids in, like in Australia and stuff. Oh yeah. Where the whole, the world's the whole upside, world's down. upside down. Yeah. yeah. From our That's view. just blasphemy. It's so <laughs> trippy. Yeah. True. If, if anyone hasn't seen that, look that up. there's a name for it. It's a, it's a certain type of yeah, map you're right. they call it. I think they name it after like the cartographer who originally drew could the be. map that way or something. Yeah. No, I, I could is, be wrong about that, but it yeah. is trippy to look at. Yeah. You feel really ins- insignificant when you see it, <laughs> yeah. though. You're like, oh, because you're like, yeah, North America, fuck us. Yeah, you're like, like oh we're my just, gosh, like we're down there. Australia <laughs> is obviously like the where where you want to be on planet <laughs> yeah. Earth. Yeah, like it's yeah. like that's <laughs> totally neat. on top. Yeah, pretty neat. I think we sh- people more people should see it because I think it gives a little perspective of the world, and yeah, there's to- a oh, lot totally. more of it than what we're. Hey. You know. Well, there's a great saying about like history is written by the victors, right? Well, oh, mm. like map makers, you mm-hmm. know, they they can tell their own history That's with true. like how they draw the map, right? If you look, like on certain maps, you know, older maps, like Greenland is huge. Yeah, <laughs> if you look at Greenland compared to like Africa, they're almost the same size. <laughs> Whereas you look at like uh, the Earth on Google Maps, yeah. Greenland is a fraction of Africa. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not exactly what we're focusing on here, but, <laughs> no, but if it's, you're, it's, if you're interested, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot to be said about maps and, you know, yeah. who draws them and why. It's actually, there's a good podcast with the stuff I should know or stuff you should know or something podcast. Yeah. And they talk about maps. They have an episode on maps. It's really interesting. It's great. Um, so upper and lower Canada, yep. like, Okay, so yeah, so now we've talked not about... Not much to say, the same thing, bigger scale, they're well, fighting still. Well, they're not... Mm, okay, so originally they're not, like, <laughs> fighting. There's no, like, open conflict between them. Because okay. although they are separated, technically, because of the differences that both groups, like, uh, possess, mm-hmm. um, they're both technically part of the British Empire. So Okay, so why... You know, why so, is it quote unquote separate? Is that kind of like where the the province thing started originating? You know, um, yeah. What what is what was originally Lower Canada uh, is where essentially Quebec and you no know, is today. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly the size that Quebec is today, but it's all kind of key regions like Montreal and Quebec City and Saint Lawrence there, where Upper Canada is down into what eventually becomes. Ontario, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, so that's, it's definitely like Upper and Lower Canada is kind of like the first step towards the provinces. And the separation that exists between them is not one that is beneficial to anybody, but it is one that 
at the time has to exist just because there would be conflict if you mixed those two groups of people together, you know? Okay. So, but it's not to say that people at the time didn't have that idea. In fact, a lot of people saw the benefit of, you know, just having a united Canada, right? not having these two sides. Like, even if you had to make concessions, like, hey, maybe there could be two religions, two languages, you know, like, it would just be so much easier if, you know, we could all work together and have a common goal. But they weren't there yet. They weren't there yet. No way, no way. So, where did the provinces come in? Yeah, or, so, or am I jumping too far ahead? That's that's pretty far. That's pretty far ahead. But okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. But um, uh, if if it's okay with you, I, I like to talk more about like Upper and Lower Canada and like sure. their okay. relations. Yeah. yeah. So you essentially you like I said, there was no open conflict between them because they're they're on paper on the same side, right? You do have rebellions. All right. And so there is the rebellion of 1837, which is pretty significant. And um, in that, you essentially have uh, people from lower Canada who start, you know, becoming very upset with the situation and start recognizing that they're always getting the short end of the stick. And, you know, that people in upper Canada are getting a lot more benefits and seem to have power over them, you know? Right. And so, uh, so they take you to the streets, uh, like literally and they, um, hence they, rebellion, hence rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they take up arms and literally it's great. Uh, one, like one of the battles literally, you like, really like these battles. I, I really like the battles. What can I say? But this literally, one, it's great. This one, it literally, and I don't even mean that. Like, <laughs> I know that sounds worse than what I mean. But what I'm talking about is the like history the, of it. The history. The history. Yeah. No. The but the passion uh, spurring these uh, French and they're they're called patriots okay. at this time. Like yeah. the the passion stirring these patriots is born in a bar. And so, oh, literally, yeah. That isn't, well, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where else like, was there? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're talking about Canadian history, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, yeah. So, literally, like, a decisive fight happens because there's a huge just group meeting at a bar. Everyone gets really drunk. Everyone grabs their guns. And they start, you know, <laughs> having this mini, mini, mini rebellion. <laughs> and they fight the local militia. And it's great. While they're drunk. While they're drunk. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Of course. You have to be drunk to fight the local militia. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yeah. And so, um, and so I, I won't take up too much of our time of talking about it. But these rebellions and like the rebellion of 1837... And like the fights that occur within it are not in isolation, you know, like there are, there are more than, than one fight happening okay. here. So back in, back in the UK, or before it's the UK, it's the British Empire still, um, their word gets out that, you know, there's our colonies, uh, upper and lower Canada, things are not going well, you know, their whole ocean away, which at like at this point in history could be a whole world away right mm-hmm. like you get news about you know unhappy people across the atlantic sea it's like well anything we do here today 
like they won't even hear about it in three months until right. three months have gone by right yeah. so um it's kind of hard to imagine in a world today where you know there's the internet and all that so anyways they decided to do something about it though regardless okay so they send they send this this guy his name is lord durham oh right right yeah yeah and he he's sent from uh from like london to canada or what will become canada and uh his job is essentially just take notes, assess what's going on, and uh, try to come up with some solutions. All right. Oh, okay. And so, so it's important to remember, like he comes from like a very, like heiress, um, like a very like uh, uh, like rich background. Fancy. Yeah, very fancy. You know, he's like he's a Londoner, mm-hmm. era, like he's an aristocrat. Well, he's a lord. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Lord Durham. <laughs> yeah, that should that should give it away right mm-hmm. there. And so, um, you would think like, like most Lords at this time, they would be looking down upon, you know, the French speaking populations of okay. the, the empire and, you know, be a much closer aligned to, you know, the English speaking parts of the empire. But when Lord Durham arrives in upper and lower Canada and does his surveys, he essentially, he comes up with some resolutions of what he thinks you know would solve the problems and a lot of those things include uh like helping out lower canada and so they include things like forgiving uh those who took part in the rebellions you know so instead of those people either like receiving the capital punishment or like exiled to like labor camps or something Mm -hmm. that they should just be you know like um I guess uh, uh, the word for it is, uh, I guess, just like forgiven, you know, yeah. and, you know, let back, let back into their original lives and so that they can become like productive members of society again. Right. And, uh, and yeah, and he also, he also backs importantly, like uh, taking away the lines between upper and lower Canada, essentially just having a single Canada. And okay. uh, yeah. And, I, I read about this a bit and yeah. there's two different views on it. Like some were saying like, Oh, his, mm-hmm. it, it, he, he wrote something. What was it called? The Lord Durham report report. His okay. report. Yeah, yeah. And somewhere one side was like, well, they weren't in favor of it. It wasn't that good a thing. And then the other one was like, Oh, no, he did said some great stuff. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. So well, it was definitely two sides. It, yeah. Oh, definitely. Just like, just like anything like today or at the time yeah Yeah. there's people for and against it and uh it's interesting reading his report from like a 21st century perspective because it it is if you look at it like it is kind of like beyond like beyond his time you know like Mm -hmm. he's he's thinking a lot more about you know not what like uh what other people are thinking about or okay a better way to say this is He's not just like thinking about his passions and his loyalties and, you know, like what, what people want him to be thinking. He's thinking about like what's actually better for like individuals on the ground, right? Right. That specific area exactly. that has to exist together, exactly. that is growing together. Exactly. Like he sees, He's like, how is this going to actually, how can we do this? Yeah. He sees the future that, or not the future, but he sees a future for like upper and lower Canada. And, you know, um, if you could see, like, what we have today, even, I think, 
like he would, I don't think he would change his report. In fact, his report probably would have been super helpful. But uh, needless to say, when he sends his report back, it is like shot down. Oh, really? just driven into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like, Basically, they're doing? like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, why would, like, why would we ever forgive, like, those who have rebelled against us and stuff, right? Like, like those who've okay. taken up arms against us, you know, they deserve capital punishment. That's Shows us as weak and all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Upper and Lower Canada seem to be doing fine, even though they're not, um, seem to be doing <laughs> fine, you know, as separate colonies like mixing them together would cause too much like confusion and friction with different religions and languages and like you know we're not going to force our english our english subjects to like learn french and you know like we already know that like we can't like force the french subjects to speak english and stuff like we don't have the like the power or the means to do that so you know it's it's essentially just discarded okay and so you know it's a very unfortunate a piece of Canadian history, yeah, as, you know, but um, but not to say not influential, you know, like where today we still have t- like two official languages, yeah. French and English, and you know, there's, um, you know, I feel like Lord Durham's support does have a does play a part in that, you know, like what he saw yeah. as valuable uh, to what Canada could be. He was just a little ahead of his time. He was a little ahead of his time, for sure, for sure. Okay, so where do the provinces start kicking in there? So I'm guessing, like, at this time, this is, we're still pretty much in eastern Canada kind of thing. Oh, totally. So when does stuff start moving west, and when do the provinces, when do they start kicking off? Yeah, so so this is kind of going beyond uh, colonial history a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of we're kind of getting towards like confederation and all. And oh, so, okay. Yeah, and so. Um, so you don't want to talk about that? <laughs> not that I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. I'm definitely not uh, not as equipped to talk about it. Okay. As as other things, but confederation does happen, as we all know. Yeah, and. Uh, it's important to know that not all the provinces were part of confederation from the get-go. Okay. Yeah. Like, you do have confederation, and you have your big players. Like, you have Ottawa. You are Ottawa. You have Ontario, and you have Quebec, and you have some of the Maritimes and all. But, like, not all the Maritimes. And you, are, you also don't have British Columbia. British Columbia is definitely not a part of Canada during confederation. Yeah. And so... Um, the key part for bringing uh, like BC into Confederation is the Trans Canada Railway. Okay, so that's yeah. when. So the railway, that's when they start adding. Oh, we're still going. Still going. <laughs> we're I guess still we need going. another province now. <laughs> uh, I would I would argue that the Trans Canada Railway was more built. Uh, not not like it was built and as they kept building it, they're like, oh, here's a whole bunch of new area. Like, let's just keep <laughs> m- making up provinces to fill yeah. this area. It was more like, okay, here's these areas of North America. And, like, we know about them already. And, like, how do we get them to join our confederation? Like, well, oh. we can't just ask them to join because 
because especially BC, right? Like BC is so far away from where all the action is happening. Like yeah. all the action is happening in Ontario and yeah. debatably in uh, like Quebec as well, right? Like those two, like basically something happens in Quebec, Ontario responds. Like something happens in Ontario, Quebec responds, right? right? So they're they're playing off of each other and like the Maritimes are right beside Quebec and, you know, you have, you have like your prairie provinces, kind of beside ontario right yeah now bc is even beyond the prairie provinces yeah. so something happens in in ontario nobody in bc cares <laughs> right something happens in quebec nobody in bc cares yeah. something happens in bc nobody in quebec or ontario cares yeah right except lately we've been making a splash oh well, well no oh yeah this is this is I back mean, you're talking about, yeah yeah no yeah. i actually but well i was thinking when you're saying that is how people yeah. still talk of even through this last election they're talking about like um you know it's the wild west out here like, totally with how our elections are done and Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i was like what does that mean and now it's all kind of yeah. still kind of come together for me yeah no it's there's uh, it's a lot of talk about there yeah yeah for sure for sure but um but essentially the politicians have a dream right mm-hmm. they have a dream they basically see hey where did where did ontario come from it's essentially like a british colony now it's its own country or like part of a country and uh all these other parts of the country also used to be colonies. Right. Hey, what's going on in BC right now? Like, hey, it's like, well, it used to be part of a colony, you know? Yeah. Hey, are we very far away? No. They're like, is it part of another country? No. Like, we could all be together. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. And not only could we all be together, but we could all benefit, like, economically by being together. Because, like, every province has resources and every province has like a potential you know that they can all be putting into the kind of the greater good right or something right okay not only that but it would be awesome just to have a country that spanned from the pacific ocean to the atlantic ocean right, right? like before so they had like a real, it was a real plan it yeah didn't just happen right no no no, no. It's, it was really it wasn't just out. like oh let's add that it's like Wait, we could be like something we huge. We could literally be like the second biggest country <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and so one of the conditions for British Columbia joining the Confederation and becoming a part of Canada officially yeah. is that, hey, something happens like over there, you know, it takes a, a man and his horse a long time to get yeah. here for us yeah. to know about it. And vice versa, right? So, we need we need essentially the like the historical equivalent of the internet, and the, <laughs> the histor- yeah, the historical <laughs> equivalent is the railroad. <laughs> and so, yeah, a lot of time, a lot of money was invested in this railroad to right. connect Canada as a country. And so, yeah, so, huh? It's pretty amazing. There's a lot more to it than that, of course. No, but, we kind of yeah. yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah you can't really i thought we could just like talk about it you know and canada was this they showed up they took that at land they settled there <laughs> then they fought with those people because they came near and oh yeah it's not so simple it's not so simple not so simple it's like and um, i'm trying to leave the states out of it but it, it wasn't no it, i i've done my best to leave the states out of it too but, but yeah i know like i had to i had to mention um well because it Washington. wasn't canada in the states back then oh. it was 
In fact, here. you know what's really interesting? Um, as the states are fighting their war of independence, right? Yeah. Uh, you have the 13 colonies, which essentially become like the first 13 states. And they're, of course, fighting against the British. And you have... Uh, what ends up happening is you have a situation where the Americans actually, or what will become the Americans, end up sending these like uh, rebel forces into what is now Canada mm-hmm. to liberate, and I say liberate kind of like in quotations, um, the British colonies, which are in Canada, right, from like the British Empire's yoke. Well, right. and that's, so that's going back to some of the stuff I was reading in this sure. book is yeah. they, they, they talk about that liberalism. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, I had one of the terms here. Um, popular. Oh no, that's current. Forget that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they were, they were talking yeah. about like the differences with what Canada is and what the States is and how they were both. Oh yeah. If you want to call it born or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Because they talk about the founding fathers in the states, and and it was founded and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I was reading in this book, it's like, well, Canada wasn't really founded. We don't have founding fathers. We have, like, we're part of the British crown. Yes, yes. So it was like I said earlier here. It's um, it was it wasn't founded. It was devolved from the crown. So yeah. I was like, whoa, okay, well, that's a whole different thing. And you're saying now is there are people in the states. Mm-hmm. We're trying to come up and save us from that. Exactly. So, so yeah. So you essentially you have these uh, these like American patriots who are coming like above the forty eighth parallel to you know yeah liberate in their eyes uh, these uh, British colonists, and when they get there, essentially the response from like the Canadians are like. Eh, we're okay like we don't like <laughs> thanks for making the trip here but we we don't actually want to separate from well, it, it's kind of like hey so yeah. so leave your parents and you're like but i like kind my parents because yeah. like they're good to me and i think it would be more like um maybe not like leave your parents because that's very personal like we have to we have to remember <laughs> that like yeah like I the atlantic that- ocean is like a huge barrier <laughs> in between like uh the in, in between like basically the british isles and north america yeah, but yeah. it would be it would be kind of like like uh like hey like here here's a good one okay so it would be like basically the british or sorry the americans showing up to the british there and being like hey like leave leave these credit cards like they're giving you like really bad rates and you like you could be so much freer with these other credit cards right oh, okay yeah or like here's a debit card right yeah but then basically canadians being like huh like i don't know like these like every now and then this credit card does give me some points and like yeah. you know and like uh like also if i leave this credit card now like with this debt i have like there might be repercussions or something, okay. right? So, yeah. so base and and it's good to note too that like geographically, like what is now Canada is a lot closer to the UK than what is the states, right? So, okay. if if like um, the British uh, colonies in what is now Canada did join essentially the other thirteen states and be part of that American Revolution, mm-hmm. 
they very likely could have been like first hit when it comes like to the British retaliation, right? Oh, right. So like, you know, because we were talking about how it's like maybe like a three <laughs> Join month... us and die for us first. Yeah, die for us first, essentially. Right. Yeah, right. Because we were talking about how it's maybe like three month boat trip like from the UK to, yeah. uh, to the North America at this time. Like, well, maybe it's a two month boat trip from, uh, you know, the UK to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah, like we're, if we join you now, we're going to be on the front lines. Yeah. And, you know, there's like, there's an argument to be made that we're actually benefits and from still being part of the British Empire. So <laughs> we're not going to like fight you here, but we will just not join you. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so that's, hmm. that's always kind of interesting. And so, yeah, obviously though, like Canada doesn't, well, I guess I can't say doesn't separate from the UK entirely because even today we still have strong connections when it comes to the Queen and our government and all. But and like I was saying earlier in the book, they're talking about uh, sovereignists, Mm -hmm. Uh, and apparently those are like people now who who actually want like more influence from from the monarchy or something like that in Canada. I, I haven't looked into it too much yet, but I was like, what is that? Right. That's a thing? Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, sovereignists, um, they're, they're pretty, pretty interesting. <laughs> so, sovereignists, when it comes to Canada, is like connected more to like uh, Quebec and like they're, oh, really? yeah, they're kind of a sovereignty movement. So, oh, so not so much the yeah. the British crown, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like just kind of like let's let's like govern ourselves here, you know. Oh. So so yeah. So um, when it comes to basically uh, Quebec and it, you know, making its own decisions, yeah, and for what uh, what it'll do, like making its own laws and its future. It's, so the sovereignists are sort of like the separatists. It's a yeah, new, new I, w- term I would for that. say. <laughs> I would say almost. We're gonna get in trouble. Um, no, <laughs> I say separatist is and sovereignist. They're very. They're like synonyms. Okay, but yeah, I would say um, sovereignist is maybe more polite way <laughs> to <laughs> to say it. But it's not that um, you know. A separatist definitely has its like it's like uh it's kind of like aggressive and like powerful yeah. feel to it like yeah. sovereignist sounds kind of dainty a little bit maybe but it's like i said i haven't looked into it but maybe it's more yeah, like no, yeah. we'll we'll stay part of canada but let us do our own thing i think it's even it's a, even more like let's not be part of canada oh, okay. at all <laughs> <not> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um okay yeah i literally think like you could you could uh Swap those. You'd out. swap those around as much as you oh. like, but maybe sovereignists is uh, you know it's a term that people will uh, call Quebecois who want to you know do. I guess well you could have sovereignists like anywhere. Like you could have yeah. like there are like BC sovereignists. Yeah. No. Well, the, the island especially isn't there a group uh, that I, wants the island to separate? Yeah. Or, ha- or be its own province or something. Uh, I have. Think. I think heard of that. Yeah, yeah. But the one that um, the one that interests me the most is, uh, gosh, now I'm gonna forget. Of course, what it's called, but it's called like uh, it's like a movement for like the like 
like Cascadian, it's like a Cascadian movement or something. Mm. It's essentially like, like sovereignists or separatists who believe that, uh, like BC and, uh, Washington state should become their own country, the country essentially. Yeah. Hmm. Um, which is super interesting because like, uh, cause both BC as a province and Washington as a state, they share a lot, you know, when it comes to like just geography and like culture and stuff. Right. But obviously like Washington has strong American influence. It's been in the States and BC has a strong kind of Canadian influence and, and, there's just people who believe like, well, you know what, if you just remove those influences, like these people would just all kind of, they'd be like a very united people. Right? Well, the West Coaster the influence West Coast, might yeah, be exactly. more of an influence. Oh, totally, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, and so I'm, I'm still wrestling with it, but, uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm seeing the positives. There, there are some I'm negatives. Jo- I'm joining though. the party. <laughs> yes, I haven't joined the party yet, but I, I like the idea and, but you can, uh, like history tells us there are definitely some negatives. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> first of all, um, if Washington state was to separate from the states, uh, we could be facing like essentially like a, a second civil war because <laughs> that's essentially how the American civil war starts with, you know, certain States like seeding uh, yeah. from, from the, uh, from the union. So we'd literally be facing that. So, you know, yeah. we'd have, we'd have this newly born like Cascadian country, like immediately at be at war with the United <laughs> States who know, like probably be on really bad terms with Canada. <laughs> So, you know. Yeah, and, and and most people on the West Coast are like the non-fighters. Yeah, exactly, right? Fight. They're all pretty like pacifist <laughs> and just like, hey, like, let's just make beer and... It's like we see it ending now, we just lose anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, eh, like, sure. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see what would happen, you know? it Maybe it would happen and then, like, Cascadia would fall to, like, the Americans and, you know, then BC would be part of America. Hmm. Hmm. So you see, maybe maybe the the negatives aren't as good as the positives. So <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, so that's why I haven't joined the party yet. But it's <laughs> it's nice to know that there are people out there who you know have gone through all this effort. To well, it's interesting that people are this. just thinking that way. Oh, like totally. Thinking right, very different than because the way I grew up is just like this is how things are. Right. Done. Yeah. You know, like why all change that stuff's it? Like, over. This is this is how it is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The lines are drawn, right? Yeah. No, it's very good to ask questions. Um, is there anything else you want to say to wrap up kind of stuff? We've, I mean, I know yeah, it's that a we've huge talked about. amount. Of- yeah. Like, is there is there anything we've left kind of unanswered? Um, oh, probably. Probably, yeah. Tons. We'll have to, have to There's one thing I, I kind of wanted to touch on. Sure, if, sure. If possible. I don't know if you know anything about it. But I think I mentioned there's a TV show called Taboo. With, oh, yeah. uh, with um, Hardy. What's his name? That actor. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. And it's about Nootka Sound. And it's the East India Trading Company and all the kind of shenanigans going on there with the, the land and the rights. and uh, Oh, man. I can't remember. It's, it's an amazing show. It's so good. Yeah, it sounds but great. I'm kind of like, oh, I'm learning a little bit of history here. And I don't <laughs> know how much is real or not. <laughs> But what, what, because Nuka Sound, that's around here, isn't it? 
So close. Yeah. 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 So what did the East India Trading Company, because it seemed like they had a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And then there was mm-hmm. a representative from the the British crown, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So like what so, was going on? Okay. So I can, I can talk about that a little bit. So if it's, well, we're running out of, out of time a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll make a brief and battery. Okay. <laughs> well, here, here's the, here's the reader, reader's digest version. So we already talked about how like Hudson's Bay company, you know, gets its Royal proclamation. And once yeah. it, once it gets that like, okay, from the British crown, does what it wants essentially so you okay. know it sets up forces uh like forts and it sets up uh trading posts and you know makes some money the east india trading company is a very similar situation but instead of being like based around hudson's bay yeah. it's like it's it's in india obviously a east india trading company it's also uh it's also in north america yeah, because so. the thing with them is that they were all like none of them were East Indian. No, no, in, definitely in not. Company. Yeah, they're so all like, they're all British. That's for sure. Yeah, and um, but yeah, but I guess their like main focus is in East India, and it's funny. Oh, every, oh okay, I understand. Or in no. East India is in India, but um, it's interesting now that you mention it because it every time that I talk about the East India Company or reader or whatever, I always think of parts of the Caribbean. <laughs> Because well, it, it's it's in Pirates of the Caribbean in oh, like, the third movie or something. Yeah, oh, so. well, it's pretty piratey in this movie, like it's, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's just that's just the times, the times, right? Like you have to be pretty cutthroat and stuff, and so, um, and so yeah. So you have essentially East India Company in this part of the world, uh, of course, like uh, we're kind of you know, where we're from, like the West Coast, and it you know, has a chance to make a profit and it's going to do what it can to make that profit. You know, like, you know, and huh. it's, uh, the crown is essentially given it like an okay to like, almost like a blank check to do whatever it wants, just mm-hmm. as long as it makes a return. Right. Now, if it ever does anything like that, like violent, like, you know, anything that totally goes against what, you know, like the monarchy believes to be right. Yeah then it could it could lose its <laughs> yeah it could lose its like okay yeah. right but um the monarchy you know turns a blind okay. eye to like harsh harsh business essentially yeah. well they and, step like, in in a few spots in the show but anyway yeah. you should check it out and i people, definitely i definitely will yeah, yeah it's really interesting and i'd actually like to look up some of the stuff about that yeah. time and the company and stuff so that when i watch it again Ooh, i'll yeah. get like oh well this is actually really um, blah 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 yeah well, interesting, it'd be, so. it could be interesting just to like watch the show and make notes and you know and yeah just talk about like hey those notes like yeah. in this show and just be good. like hey like I looked this up. This seemed maybe far-fetched. And when I looked it up, it was actually true. Or yeah. like, hey, this seemed far-fetched. And when I looked it up, oh, actually, this happened. Yeah, you know? I should, I should yeah. do that, yeah. Seems like a great episode. All right. Yeah. Well, um, before things die here on me. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Nathan, for coming and giving me a little bit of a rundown on how this country was colonized. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Probably just open up a lot more questions for me when I, <laughs> when I edit this. Even me, I'm, uh, I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, 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 I should... You know, like things I never questioned when I was studying this. Like I should question that again. And like actually, you know. Well, I think I'd love to have you back and and we'll talk about some of these things in specifics. Maybe yes. you know. Oh, for sure. And how they impacted our country and who we are today. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so we will have you back again. Thank, Thank you. you again yeah. for taking the time. Hey, cheers. And we'll talk to you later. All right, thanks. Well, thanks for listening to this episode with Nathan Walsh. I, I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you learned something new and useful once again. For me, it was uh, damn, it was it was just super interesting, right? It uh, it blows me away a little, like how much I don't know, um, and it just creates more questions for me and makes me realize how much I want to delve into our history here in Canada. And I'm excited to talk to uh, Nathan again soon and revisit all of this more in depth, get things clarified even more. Um, Just getting back into the swing of things here after the summer and early fall, I had a hard time snapping out of it. Um, But I hope to have things coming out on a more regular basis pretty soon here. And first off, I want to talk with someone about the new BC government and how things have changed with the new uh, NDP minority in power. And I also want to cover on a coming episode um, just some basics with the British North American Act and the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So look for those episodes coming up in the near future. The donate link is down at the moment. Um... (laughs) This tech stuff, it kind of exhausted my knowledge and I'm just looking for someone who's a little savvy with that to lend a hand and sort it out. But check back uh, with us when you hear this and it might be back up on there. And if you want to uh, donate a couple bucks for a coffee, a couple more for a beer or even a small chunk of change that might help us um, with expenses, we'd love you to bits for it. Just drop by the website to do so at www.governthis.ca and see if it's there. You can also leave a comment on the website or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash govern this and let us know what you think of the podcast and maybe uh, drop some questions or topics you might want covered in future episodes as well. So feel free to give us a shout out on Twitter also at we govern this or shoot us an email um, at we at govern So if you like what you've heard and you think it's important, please share this with as many people as you can. Hopefully we can all become a little more aware and involved. So until next time, stay curious. All right, <clears throat> let's do this. Yeah, of course. All right, welcome Nathan uh, Walsh. Mm-hmm. That's a good British name. Thank welcome you. to the uh, Govern This Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was I was born with that name. Yeah, Walsh. Yeah. Walsh and it's, I did it's, not choose it. No, no. You were born with it. I was born good with British it. name, right? And uh, tomorrow is actually the 150th anniversary of Canada. It is, which is a British. Um, well. What I, are we? Mm, I wouldn't say colony. Like are we a British colony of? So more? I don't. I don't think the like. I don't think anybody in the UK celebrates the one fiftieth of Canada. <laughs> okay. so is, that's a good point. It is definitely a Canadian holiday. Okay. Um, All right. But yeah. But yeah. Uh, there's a lot we could talk about. I'm just. Uh, I'm just trying to tie you. 
sir. I do appreciate that intro. Yeah. No, um, you know, Walsh is a British name. Uh, I was born, though, here on the west coast of Canada. <laughs> we got to restart um, this. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought, I think this is going really well. Okay, go on. Tell yeah. me about your, your um, born. Where I was born. <laughs> so, if you look on my birth certificate. <laughs> so we start, <laughs> let's start over. Sure? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, let's try it again. Because, uh, yeah, because you can look at, like, Columbus, um, you know, yeah. like, sailing the blue in yeah. 1942 and all yeah. that, right? And so, he's... he's uh, 1942. 1942. Did I say 1942? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, you know what I mean. It's the other way 1492. <laughs> yeah. 1942. That's a whole different podcast. So, we but, did have a couple beers before this, people. Yeah, yeah. Forgive us. I think it's, I think it's plainly obvious. Yeah.